Good morning and welcome to Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I am Ken Tuck. I hope you are doing well today and thank you so much for joining me today here on the Joy FM. Well, I am so excited. I'm always excited about being on the radio talking about Jesus, but even extra excited this week because we're doing something we haven't done before. We are recording this on location on the mission field in Dungaree, Nepal. So we are in Nepal as we are recording this. And I have with me my brother from another mother, my wonderful friend and brother, Jim Lanley. Jim, welcome, man. Thank you. This has been uh, an incredible time. I'm just excited to be on this pioneering radio program. Pioneering. Well said, brother. <laughs> and of course, our brides are with us, uh, Martha and Keitha, and, and just so blessed to be here in Nepal together serving the Lord. And that's what we're going to talk about, things that we are seeing God do here in Nepal and some of the things he has led us to do. Then we will come back later in the week, which will be next week on the radio. As we record this, we are about halfway through our trip here in Nepal. And Jim, before we get into everything we're seeing God do here, would you open us up in prayer today? I'd be glad to. Father, thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. Thank you for your great love for the world. Thank you that we have the opportunity to, to see <clears throat> our brothers and sisters and serving you in difficult places. And we ask God that you bless this time that you help us to give awareness to the things that you're doing here in Nepal. And we're just grateful, God. We're just grateful for the opportunity to share testimonies about your great grace and love that you're pouring out on the people of Nepal through your church here in this city that we're in at this time. And so God bless our time together, bless our fellowship. And uh, Lord, I just pray you'll touch hearts for the Nepalese people. We pray all these things. In the matchless name of our soon and coming King, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Well, people may be saying, what are y'all doing in Nepal? Where is Nepal? So we're going to answer all that. Uh, uh, first, if you look at a map, find the two largest populated countries in the world, India and China. Look at the far west of China and all the way over to the northeast of India. And you'll see this tiny little country. There's Nepal. We're between India and China, and why, why are we here? Well, first and foremost, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and make disciples. Love and Action is international ministry, and we have been in Asia ever since 2011 in countries like Philippines and China and Myanmar, Pakistan, India, and a number of years ago, the Lord put Nepal on my heart, and I didn't know anybody in Nepal but he put Nepal in my heart. And Nepal is a country that's 89% of their population, about 27 million people have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why God put this country on my heart and just started praying uh, off and on over the years. And then God brought uh, Pastor Kresh into our lives and he's a, a pastor here in Nepal. And we connected and we have been ministering, supporting the ministry going on here in Nepal, and man, God's just doing a wonderful work in a country that's hard to be a Christian in. It's not, it's not the U.S., is it, Jim? No, no, it's not. And we heard testimonies of just how difficult it is for a pastor here in Nepal, and uh, that uh, if you're found out to be a pastor, uh, you can be arrested and do five years in jail. At least, yeah. Some say longer. Yeah, so it's, it's not easy. Th think about you're a pastor in the U.S. and you get arrested for simply being a pastor. 
and you're spending five years at the Houston County Jail if you're in Dothan or, you know, just, just think about that for a moment. That's reality here in Nepal. But praise God for brothers and sisters who are truly saved and are truly doing the work for the kingdom, no matter the cost. Yeah, it's humbling to be around believers with that level of commitment and faith. So Jim and Keith are directors of Love and Actions 1040 Window Ministries. And Jim, for people who aren't familiar with what's that 1040 all about, would you please explain that? So the 1040 window is, the 1040 is the coordinates that covers primarily the majority of Southeast and East Asia. And that's where the majority of unreached people groups are. And so when you think about people who have never heard or you think about hard to reach areas like Iran, Iraq, Syria, China, Pakistan, places like that, uh, Nepal, then uh, that's within that 1040 coordinate area. And so what we do is we work with uh, pastors to help them with training, uh, with encouragement, with resources. We come alongside them uh, to help them do the Great Commission, make disciples, and uh, help them in their everyday tasks uh, to just see the kingdom grow. When we arrived in Nepal, we met up in, first of all, stuff where you and Keith live in Thailand. Yeah, we live in Thailand currently. And so Martha and I flew over to to Kathmandu, Nepal. Uh, Praise be to God for his provision. And you and Keith flew from Thailand to Nepal, and we met up at the airport. And we spent the first couple of days in Kathmandu. And man, it was a a wonderful time. I was just going around sharing Jesus with people who haven't heard. And if you've never been to to Asia, uh, it it may be kind of hard to picture, but picture a street with just countless small shops selling T-shirts, selling purses, selling Knives, knives. selling uh, silk wares and uh, scarves and things of that nature. Yeah, and and so as we walk down, you know, every uh, store manager or owner's like, oh, we make good deal for you. (laughs) And and so, but but that opens up a conversation and and we got to share the gospel and hand out Christian tracts in their language quite a bit those those first couple of days. And uh, there was one gentleman in particular who we met and really kind of hit it off right right away. And uh, Jim, you were able to share the Creation of Christ story with this gentleman. Tell us about sharing the Creation of Christ story with a gentleman who knew nothing about Jesus. Yeah, it's important to remember that in many places in the world, uh, when you say the word Christian, they, they don't have any background for what that means. Uh, if you tell them Jesus loves you and you should receive him, well, they're going to be ready to receive him they'll just add him to the plethora of other gods that they worship so they really don't have the full narrative or the meta-narrative of scripture from genesis uh, to the resurrection of christ so that they have the information they need to understand why they need christ why they're sinners and uh, why uh, christ came and what he can do for them and so the creation to christ story uh, fills in all that information so that at the end of it when we ask them if they would like to receive Christ as their Savior. They have all the information they need to make that decision. And so with this uh, this gentleman, Ramos, I uh, began with uh, that there was a Most High God that, that began. He lived before anything was. He was eternal. He didn't have a beginning. He didn't have an end. He was there before time and space and anything was created. And then he created the angels. And then one of the angels, or 
fell and took a third of the angels with him. And then he created the heavens and the earth and Adam and Eve and put them in a garden. Of course, then Satan goes and he tempts them and then they fall. And so we go from there through the various things that take place in scripture until we get to the sacrificial system and then the consequences of sin. And then God sends Christ to the earth. And we talk about Jesus as a wise teacher and a miracle worker and the savior of the world who makes the sacrifice for us for the forgiveness of sins. And then we tell the prodigal son story and then let them know that we are all like the prodigal son. We have all abandoned God and God is ready. The father is ready to receive us back. And then we ask them if they wanna go through Jesus Christ to return back to God. And so then we make that offer to them. And it was really interesting uh, the way Ramos uh, responded to that. Um, Ken, would you like to share about what he told you? Yes. He didn't make a decision at that moment, but he did say, I believe Jesus did what you told me that he did. And he believed that he was a sinner, as you explained sin to him. And as we were leaving, he shook my hand and he said, thank you for telling me something that we don't know here in Nepal. That would have been awesome enough in itself, right? But then he also said, I'm going to share this with others. And so here's a man who had never heard about Jesus before. But when he heard the story of Jesus and his death, burial, and resurrection, it touched him so much that he's ready to tell others about it. So he did say he would like a Bible. So this week we're purchasing a Bible for him. And when we fly back to Kathmandu, we will give him a Bible in his language and give him some direction there uh, before leaving. And we also have a, a, some pastors in the area who can talk with them as well. But um, man, it's just, it, it's always so um, just exciting when anybody hears the gospel, but especially somebody who's never heard about Jesus and you see their eyes open up. Yeah, we had many experiences like that with just tracks, like leaving tracks or handing people tracks. And I left a few tracks around. The next thing I know, uh, one of the servers picks it up and he's reading it. And uh, then we went to this really great restaurant and we thanked the chef for the food. And then Ken got up and handed him a track and he was back in the kitchen reading it. And so we've had a lot of these really interesting encounters uh, for evangelism. But one that also sticks out to me is the one that the ladies had with a lady named uh, Sibylla. And uh, maybe uh, Martha would like to come and uh, share a little bit about that experience. Yeah, that was another wonderful example of, you know, you're just showing love to people, right? And, and you're just sharing the gospel with them. And when Keith and Martha, we turned around uh, coming out of the store talking to Ray, Ramos, and there they were talking to this lady. And so, uh, Martha, tell us about that encounter. Okay, yeah, and Keith is right here with me too, so we'll both share. But yeah, it was a great experience. We walked out, and actually Keith was with her first, with this lady. And uh, then I came out the door of the store, and then she called me over, and we started talking to this lady. She had some uh, purses she wanted to sell because she needed some money for her, her daughter and the baby. You know, they had a little baby. Her daughter had a little baby. So it was just a, a neat experience just talking with her, and she was actually speaking in English. You know, obviously, uh, but we couldn't have conversated with her that much as we did. It was just great sharing her, just talking with her, getting to know her and her struggles. And then we just, um, she asked us to pray for her, but 
We'd actually met her the night before um, yeah, that, and mm-hmm. had bumped into her on the street and had a short conversation then and uh, saw her wares and the things that she was selling and then was quite surprised to then see her uh, the following day mm-hmm. um, again and had an opportunity to pray for her the night before and pray for her then um, the next morning as well. So that was a real blessing to be able to do that. Thank you, ladies. And there was a, just a number of encounters, and, and we praise God for each opportunity. And then we got on a small plane, a prop plane. And if you used to fly into Dothan back when they had props, it was very similar to one of those types of, of planes back in back in the day, as they say. Yes, the puddle jumper. The puddle jumper, that's right. <laughs> and so we flew to Dungaree, and man, on the way, we saw the Himalaya Mountains. Oh, it's just breathtaking. Uh, four of the peaks that we saw are actually in the top 10 of the highest uh, peaks in the world. So it was just uh, amazing to see the majestic creation uh, God's done and that he just spoke and, and, and the mountains were there. And and so that, that was amazing in and of itself. But then we got to Dungaree and started meeting pastors. We came here to train. Well, before, even before the training, though, we, we were able to minister in a house church, real small room, probably, I don't know, 30 or so people there and um, blessed to preach that night. Uh, but I tell you, Jim, what I, I just really loved about that night was the worship yeah, it was tremendous. Jesus says that God is spirit, and so we must worship in spirit and truth. And man, those brothers and sisters were worshiping God in spirit and truth. It was just powerful. Yeah, if you've never experienced worship like that overseas, it's a different level of worship. Um, yeah. It's just incredible to be there in their presence and hearing them worship in their own language and seeing sort of the commitment to their love for God in their worship. No fancy instruments, no light show or smoke. But the lights, I think, did flicker out one time, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. They went out completely, actually. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the worship's just phenomenal, and it was just a great night. And then we were able on that. Their services are on Saturdays. The, we would call them church service back home, are on Saturdays instead of Sundays. And, man, we had a great time with about 100 or so brothers and sisters that day. Yeah, it was really great and their hospitality mm. and their friendship and their just their love for us was amazing yeah it they just was. accepted us right away and i tell you I, i'm not sure what kind of greens that lady cooked for us but they were i'll just say it i'm sorry ladies back home but they were the best greens i ever had in my life yeah i reckon there was probably some crisco and fat back in yeah, those greens or, it was or yak back yak back yeah. yes. <laughs> so anyway just a really good home cooked meal here here in nepal but then the conference started. The pastors and Christian uh, leader conference began, and that's a big reason why we came here, because that's one of the most requested things that we get is the need for training in these third world, developing world countries, where the pastors, there's no training like that available like it is in the U.S., plus there's hardly any Christians around anyway, so that they ask for training. And, um, and Jim, if you would, as far as training goes, explain why that's such a big need in countries like Nepal for our brothers and sisters. Well, a lot of it has to do with the financial situation with many of these pastors. They simply can't afford to go to a Bible college. And if they were able to go to one, they're you know, very few and far between. 
sometimes they can't even afford the airfare to the Bible college, let alone leave their families for several years, you know, to fend for themselves while they go to school. And in a country like Nepal, where, you know, it's getting increasingly more and more hostile toward Christianity, uh, then the opportunities began to decline even more and more for any kind of formal education. A lot of these pastors that we were told, you know, have barely begun their ministries, and many of them haven't even read the Bible all the way through. So we're talking about pastors who haven't learned how to preach or formally evangelize or teach the Bible, and they're just doing their best uh, with what they have. And so you can see how the need uh, very much arises for some kind of training to help them with their ministries. Yeah, and we came expecting 35 pastors and leaders to train, and it ended up being almost double. There was 64. Yeah, 26 churches sending 64 people. Yeah, so that was that was amazing, and we just had a wonderful three days of training, of fellowship, and man, let's start day one, and the training that took place, and then how that day ended is just was just beautiful. Jim, let's talk about the training that we did day one. So day one, we talked about the importance of the creation to Christ story and their personal testimony. And uh, so we um, talked about how there's a need for people to hear the gospel through this creation to Christ story. And so we had to sort of sell this idea to them by saying, uh, like one time when I was in China, I realized very quickly that if I told people, look at you're a sinner and you need Jesus to forgive you and you need him to help you go to heaven, they would immediately accept it. But then later on, I would just discover that they would just add Jesus to all the other gods. And so then when this one gentleman, I began to share uh, with him about the creation of Christ story. And then he realized, oh, there's this one most high God who created everything and we've walked away from him and he's loved us so much that he's made a way for us to come back to him through Christ. And so as we share that narrative, they begin to put together all the things they need to know to make that decision. And so as we begin to share that with them, they realized, yeah, this is important. This is something we need to know. And then we shared the three-part testimony uh, out of Acts uh, chapter 26. We know that whenever something's mentioned multiple times in the scripture, we should pay attention. So we see Paul's testimony given three times in the New Testament. And so we follow that, uh, what your life was like before Christ, when you came to know him. And in, and the part about when we came to know him, where, when, how we came to know him, we add the gospel into that part. So that if the person walks away after hearing this testimony, they at least know what they need to do to get saved if the Holy Spirit should convict them. And then we talk about how God changed our lives, you know, what happened afterwards. And so um, they practice the creation of Christ story. Uh, they practiced their personal testimonies. They got up in front of each other and they, they practiced those things. And then uh, they were given homework. Yes. We like to call it his work. That's right. Because it's not really homework. It's his work. Correct. <laughs> and so they went that day and uh, they did their homework, which led into the next day. And uh, what did we find out about the homework? Well, we found out that, well, you actually got a, a message early on. That's right. Even before the next day had yeah. arrived, I got a message on the WhatsApp app, and it was a picture of one of the attendees sitting down next to two other gentlemen. And uh, the message was, I shared the Creation to Christ story with my two neighbors, 
and they said they believed it and they wanted Jesus. And I said I would invite them to my church and they said they would go. Yeah, amen. And we heard a number of testimonies that morning of the guys and, and, and a lady testified too about sharing uh, the creation of Christ story. And so people who had not heard the gospel message heard it through the creation of Christ story because you specifically told them you can't share it with each other or with another Christian. <laughs> Find somebody who doesn't know Jesus. And in the U.S., that's that's pretty easy to do because we can walk up to pretty much anybody and start talking about Jesus. And the worst that can happen is when they may say a few bad words to us and leave, right? Now here, it's... I you mean, can it's, get beaten. Yeah. You can get beaten, and then if they report you to the authorities, you can be thrown in jail for a long time. And and to be fair, you attempted to share the gospel with, um, and I have to admit, I, I was sleeping that afternoon, man. I was I was up all night doing schoolwork and ministry work, and man, <laughs> when we got done with the seminar, I laid down for a nap, and five hours later, I woke up. <laughs> but, but you did try to share with somebody at a restaurant. Yeah, I did. Uh, Keith and I went to this uh, dumpling uh, place. Uh, they call it Momo, Momo. here. And so I was in Momo trying to give Mo gospel to one of the uh, waiters. And so I said to him, uh, I'm a Christian. And uh, I was about ready to share the creation of Christ story when he got up and walked out. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, yeah, it's the thought right. that yeah, counts. That's right. <laughs> but it's also important that people understand because that's an excuse people often use. Well, wh- what if they don't want to hear or... What if they don't get saved? We can't save them. No. We we have to share. We have to do what God's commanded us to do. The Lord tells us to go and make disciples of all nations. And if we don't go and proclaim his gospel, then we're not doing what, what we are commanded to do. But even after we share it, it doesn't mean that everybody we share it was going to get saved. Right. We have to remember that God is pleased with us merely because we shared yeah and that it's the holy spirit that saves people i cannot argue anybody into the kingdom Uh, as much as i would want them to be saved the spirit's got to convict them and they have to make the choice and so god is pleased when we just merely share and i think that the more love and prayer that we put into it uh, and the more we share the more fruit we see yes i agree and so we, we heard some great testimonies well, translated to us from Pastor Koresh. Uh, bless him. He, he translated for three solid days into English and then back into Nepalese for us. Uh, just did a wonderful job doing that. But we had a, uh, uh, just a wonderful time hearing those testimonies. And that was a, just a wonderful time during the conference. And one of my favorite times, though, happened that first afternoon, late afternoon, Every time we go to a country for the first time, the Lord put this on my heart over a decade ago when we first went to the Philippines. And that's to, we want the pastors, the ministry leaders to understand we're coming to serve. We're coming to serve them. We're coming to serve with them and not come in and take control and tell them what they're going to do in their own country, Uh, which unfortunately Americans are known to do that as great as Americans are at helping others, because our country has helped countless of people around the world for years. There's also, even in in ministry, 
there's a reputation of coming in and taking over and telling people what to do. Well, first of all, I can't speak their language. I, I, I can say thank you, Danyavat, and very you can good. say thank you very much. Yeah, dera dera Danyavat. There you go. And Jamesy, which yeah. is a greeting that's basically is, is praise the Lord. And uh, that was delicious, Swadista. See, there you go. See, see, see how well we can we could come into Nepal and tell them how to minister to their people, right? <laughs> so, and they know their culture, and they know their people. This is their home, so we want to come alongside them and serve with them and help them any way we can to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to people who have not heard the gospel. And so, the thing that God put on my heart all those years ago was to come in and wash the feet of the pastors. And I always ask if it's okay, because there could be a culture thing I don't know about that that's not you know acceptable to do in a country. And so far, I haven't run across that yet. Yeah, so, I haven't either. And I, I, I don't think we will. But Pastor Chris says, yes, that's fine. And so um, we told them we were going to wash their feet, and Keith and Martha will wash the, the women's feet. And... Had had some looks of kind of like, huh? Yeah, they weren't sure about that. Yeah, but but once we started, oh man, it was it's always very emotional. And I remember one gentleman in particular. He just he was just shaking. He was crying so much. Yeah, he broke down and hugged us. And I wish we could have understood what he said, but it obviously impacted him greatly. And and the ladies shared similar stories yeah. uh, as well. And then when we were finished. They said, we want to wash your feet. And one after another, after another, after another, men and washing our feet, women washing Martha and Keith's feet. And, and that's just so, so humbling. Yeah. But it's, it's also not only us showing them that we want to serve, but it's also teaching. Hey, this, this is how we, we serve one another because yeah. Jesus told us to go out and do it as well uh, after washing his disciples' feet. And so that's always a moving time. And then we, so we had the C2C, Creation of Christ story. We had the testimonies from that. Uh, we taught on baptism because uh, again, Chris said, look, these guys need very basic teaching. And, and we had some good questions on baptism. We did. Yeah. And then we also, uh, the last day, we taught on the Lord's Supper. Yeah, we taught them how to take a text and to preach from it without any commentaries or... Uh, just how to figure out uh, who the author is and what his purpose and audience was and and why that's important. Yeah, and and again, great questions asked during that, uh, during the, the Lord's Supper teaching, and the exegetical teaching was so powerful for them because when in the U.S. we need a commentary, they can be found everywhere. Uh, you get on Amazon and order one for crying out loud. But you showed them... Here's what you can do. You don't need a commentary to learn who the author is, who his audience was. What their purpose is. And so you showed them that, and man, that, I, I saw light bulbs going on, going yeah. off. So, uh, so that was very powerful. And when the conference ended on Tuesday afternoon, it, it, was, um, it was just uh, with the Lord's Supper. It was just a very wonderful time. And then worshiping one more time with all of our brothers and sisters there. Yeah. Um, and it's always emotional when you say goodbye yeah. because, uh, you know, we hope and pray we get to come back and see them many times, but we don't know. That's and, right. And so uh, it, it was just, and they were so grateful, so thankful, um, and, and that we were also able to 
to give them some water filters. Yeah. Because here in Nepal, 75% of the people in the whole country do not have clean drinking water. And so these little Sawyer filters that we brought, we brought 50 of them, uh, got questioned at the... <laughs> When we came in off the airport, you know, going through immigration, we got questions about them. We're like, like, well, why do you have so many filter? <laughs> we like clean water. <laughs> you know? So they let us go. And uh, so we were able to give them that. Those little filters filter up to um, or even over 100,000 gallons of water. So uh, they were very excited about that and thankful. Uh, so it's been it's been a wonderful trip so far. Like I said, next week we're going to come back uh recording from location here in Nepal and talk about some more things that we're seeing God do here. Uh, we're about to go up into the mountains, yeah. actually. Stay tuned next week because some very exciting things are coming. Yes, and so we hope you join us next week for that. And uh, Jim, we are out of time for this week. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. That's right. <laughs> so just want to, uh, again, thank you, brother, for being on the Sunday morning love and action with us and for you and Keith to be in here uh, with Martha and me. Uh, man, I just love you and Keith and we love We love you Jesus. guys too. Uh, this is our what, third country together, right? Yeah. Yeah, all right. And pray many more is on the way. Amen. All right. Well, God bless all of you out there in Dothan and the Wiregrass and wherever you're listening to this because you could be listening overseas somewhere on the, uh, on the internet or you're on the Joy FM app. Uh, wherever you're at, God bless you. Just remember Jesus loves you. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.